Hey, it's Rick's Rambles for the week of May 24th, 2021. Let's get right into the fun facts of the week. Fun facts. Today's fun facts are all about the TV show Seinfeld. Are you ready? Here we go. Number one, Seinfeld was never pitched as a show about nothing. Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld, in an interview, the co-creator, said that they pitched the show to NBC as a show about how a comedian gets his material from everyday life. Well, it became known as a show about nothing, and they decided just to run with that, and as a matter of fact, based a whole series of episodes about that. Number two, the coffee shop in the show, it's a real restaurant. It's called Mox on the show, but it is Tom's Diner, and it's located on Broadway and West 112th Street in New York City. It's a very cool place. I have been by it, but Holly, in one of her previous trips to New York City, actually had lunch there. And if you're familiar with the singer-songwriter Suzanne Vega, she wrote a song based on that restaurant called Tom's Diner in 1981. Look that song up. It is fantastic. Number three, Seinfeld's Kramer was originally named Kessler. In the pilot episode, Kramer is called Kessler. As the real Kramer, Larry David's former neighbor Kenny Kramer, was hesitant to let his name be used. Well, he relented and says he was paid $1,000 to let his name be used in the show. But he's profited in many other ways, including the Kramer Reality Tour in New York City, which is now in its 23rd year, far outlasting the run of Seinfeld, which was nine seasons. We took that tour when we were in New York City in 2018, and it was fantastic. And Kenny Kramer is like the coolest dude ever. If you visit New York City, I highly recommend the Kramer Reality Tour. Number four, the real George Costanza sued Seinfeld and the creators for $100 million. Like Kramer, George Costanza was partially named after a real person, Jerry's former friend, Michael Costanza, who then sued Seinfeld, Larry David, and NBC for $100 million, claiming that the series had violated his right to privacy. Well, the courts sided with the show, and the rest is history. Number five, the puffy shirt. Do you remember the puffy shirt episode? That shirt hangs in the Smithsonian alongside Mr. Rogers' sweater and the Sesame Street sign. Number six, does Jerry have a favorite moment from the series? Well, yes, he does. In an interview, he said his favorite moment was when George pulls the golf ball out of his pocket at the end of the Marine Biologist episode. He said, that is absolutely my favorite moment from the entire series. Number seven, remember Jackie Childs, the attorney? Well, there was a spinoff in the works, a sitcom based entirely on that character, but it never came to fruition. Number eight, Elizabeth Sheridan, who played Jerry's mother, dated James Dean. She says in a book that she wrote called Dizzy and Jimmy, My Life with James Dean, she spent a year dating him before he hit it big in Hollywood. Number nine, remember the Junior Mints episode when they dropped the Junior Mint in the operating room? Well, Seinfeld's creators first approached the M&M Candy Company to ask if their candy could be used, and they declined, as did Lifesavers. So they went to Junior Mints, and the rest is history. And number 10, Emmy Awards. Three of the four main characters have won Emmy Awards. Jerry, Kramer, 
Elaine, leaving George's Jason Alexander as the only cast member who has not won an Emmy Award. So there you have it, 10 fun facts about the TV show Seinfeld. I'm really enjoying doing this podcast and trying to do a little part to make the world a more hopeful, a more positive place. And if you follow the podcast or you follow me on any of my social media outlets, that's what I try to do on all of those, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or wherever. If you'd like to support the podcast and see it keep on going, uh, see that positive message keep going out, please feel free to buy me a cup of coffee. And that link is buymeacoffee.com slash Rick Garrett. I'll put the link in the show notes, and you will never know how much I appreciate that. So today's feel-good story is all about little dogs and the kindness of strangers. It was shared to us by our good friend Sherry Heron. It comes from a site called The Daily Paws, P-A-W-S. And if you like dogs and cats, that's a great site to check out, and I'll put a link to it down in the show notes. The title, 81-year-old who is missing her shizu, uses next door to find dogs to pet in her neighborhood. Here we go. With just one request on this popular neighborhood app, Nextdoor, this dog-loving senior citizen formed a new community of caring neighbors and four-legged friends. No matter what happens to us, the last choice we want to make is to give up our beloved furry friends. But for Linda Summers of University Park, Texas, rehoming Lacey Day, her sweet five-year-old Chizu could not be helped. She said, I had had two really serious falls, and they totally incapacitated me. I couldn't get up. I was flat on my back. My daughter, bless her heart, had her hands full taking care of me 24 hours a day, cooking, washing, cleaning, and Lacey Day on top of that. It was just so much. So her daughter reluctantly found the pup a new home with another caring family that she knew. Although Summers understood it was the right decision, it didn't make it any less difficult to accept. She loves everything about that breed, their lively personalities, their comedic natures, their sweet dispositions. She had another one before Lacey Day that was named Bentley. So I just wanted to see and pet a Shizu periodically and maybe have the chance to play with one for a bit. Having moved into her current home only recently, Summers didn't know many of her neighbors, but when she spotted a woman walking along with a shizu, Summers used the power of technology to make contact. She posted a request on the Nextdoor app, asking the woman if she would please bring the dog by again so she could see it. Not only did that woman respond, but so did about 300 other people, all offering to share some extra puppy love. I met some of the nicest people in this neighborhood, Summer says. It was a really great feeling for me to have all this outpouring of consideration, kindness, and love. She actually hasn't interacted with all the friendly pet parents and their canine pals yet, but there are so many furred visitors stopping by, including Shizu's name Mocha and Hank and their pet parents and a corgi and a German Shepherd and others There sometimes is a line of dogs waiting for Linda to pet. Reporters for local television station KCEN even heard about the overwhelming response and produced this touching story about it, which shows Summers, her neighbors, and various pups enjoying each other's company. Summers is simply overjoyed how people shared their support. 
There are two ladies in particular who bring their dogs over once a week or once every couple of days. We've become really, really close friends. These ladies are super nice. We have a lot in common. So that was a really fortunate bonus for me, especially being a new neighbor. Even better, these are the new neighbors that have shizus. It's pets and playtime galore when they stop by to visit. Well, there's no doubting the strong connection animal lovers will have, even if they first start out as strangers. To me, Summer said, this has just been an incredible gift. Things like this say to me, we still need human interaction, and we need canine interaction. People re really believe that. Otherwise, they would not rush to your aid. I just love that story so much. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've had that story sitting for several days because every time I read it, I was moved to tears. Happy tears. I'm the guy that knows all the neighbor's dog's name, but I don't always know all the neighbor's names. But I understand that the human-animal bond is so important. So I hope you enjoyed our good news story for today. In today's nostalgia segment, we're going back 30 years to the year 1991 and look at some of the things that happened there. So, in the United States in 1991, the average cost of a new house was $120,000. Average income per year, $29,430. Average monthly rent in the United States, $475. Cost of a gallon of gas, $1.12. The top movies of 1991 were Terminator 2, Judgment Day, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, The Silence of the Lambs, Hook, and The Addams Family. How many have you seen? I've only seen one of those, and that was Hook. In 1991, Freddie Mercury, the lead singer of the band Queen, announced that he had AIDS and died. A huge loss to the uh, music community. The top 10 songs of 1991, and I feel like I must have slept all through 1991 because I've only heard three of these. Number one, Everything I Do, I Do For You by Brian Adams. Number two, I Want to Sex You Up by Color Me Bad. I've never even heard of that song. Number three, Gonna Make You Sweat, CNC Music Factory, another song I've never even heard of. Number four, Rush Rush by Paula Abdul. Number five, One More Try by Timmy T, whoever that is. Number six, Unbelievable by EMF. Number seven, More Than Words by Extreme. I do know that song. I love that song. Number eight, I Like the Way, subtitled The Kissing Game by High Five. Number nine, The First Time by Surface. And number ten, Baby Baby by Amy Grant. And, you know, I grew up in the gospel music world, and Amy Grant going over into secular music was a huge controversy for me, so I remember that one vividly. 1991 World Series champs were the Minnesota Twins. They won over the Atlanta Braves. The Super Bowl champions were the Washington Redskins, who won over the Buffalo Bills. And the top ten TV shows in 1991, number one, 60 Minutes. Number two, Roseanne. Number three, Murphy Brown. Boy, I loved that show. Number four was a tie between Cheers and Home Improvement. 
Number six was Designing Women. I think that's a highly underrated show. I love that show. Number seven, Full House. Number eight, Murder, She Wrote. Number nine, Major Dad. Remember that show? I had forgotten all about it. And number 10, one of my favorites was Coach. And there you have it, a look back 30 years ago, 1991. Hey, it's time for our special days of the week. So this week, today, Monday, May 24th, is National Asparagus Day, and it is also International Tiara Day. And I can't think of a tiara without thinking of that great episode of The Big Bang Theory where Sheldon gives Amy a tiara. That is one of the great scenes in all of television. Tuesday, May 25th, oh, it's National Wine Day. We'll certainly want to celebrate that. Wednesday, May the 26th, National Blueberry Cheesecake Day. It is also National Senior Adult Health and Fitness Day, and it is National Paper Airplane Day. How long since you've made a paper airplane? I used to love doing that. I may try to celebrate that day. Thursday the 27th is National Grape Popsicle Day. Friday the 28th is International Hamburger Day, and it is National Brisket Day. I am definitely going to get me some brisket to celebrate that. Saturday the 29th is International Jazz Day, and it is National Biscuit Day. And we'll wrap up the week on Sunday the 30th, traditional Memorial Day, the running of the Indy 500, and it is National Mint julep day have a great week everybody and that's going to wrap it up for this week's edition of rick's rambles hope you've enjoyed our time together i know i sure have so until next week be kind to as many people as you can as often as you can we'll start right now and we'll make the world a better place